0: Today about being sold out. About being sold out. However, we did not sing happy birthday to Marissa. Was that a did she not want us? Whatever wave your hand at the, the girl in green. Uh, Pastor Todd, if you'll lead us happy to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy, happy birthday. Still a baby. Look at somebody and say, "Still a baby." I want to take a text this morning from Deuteronomy. I just had those glasses. Here they are. I woke up this morning with no glasses in the house. I knew that I just bought like three, three pair. Hello, but I couldn't find my glasses. You know what? I want to, uh, I want to go to Hebrews, the eleventh chapter. That's where I think I'll kind of launch off from there today. Uh, the, the message this morning obviously was focused on an army of young people going to youth camp to get a little closer to God. And uh, I believe that this, this youth camp would have marked our 25th camp. And uh, I reflect back the, tw- the past 25 years as senior pastors, some of the different praise and worship teams, some different drama teams, some different ministry teams. And we see ourselves in a time, in a time of transition But I do believe that we had a couple of busloads of kids that went to Panama City with the attitude of learning what it means or what it means to be sold out. And uh, they picked their theme about walking with the Lord. Uh, Luke was not their theme, but the gospel of Luke said, take up your cross daily and follow me. And we were kind of looking at that daily walk with God, that daily commitment with God, and they chose the theme sold out for God. And there's actually two ways that you can present that. Sold out. There is the S O L D apostrophe D sold out, which means you go to a co- concert, or you go to a banquet, or you go to a ball game, and when you get to purchase your ticket, you're told, "We're sorry, this event is sold out." I'm trying to reflect. Only two times can I remember, really, in in, in to my consciousness, aware of when we went somewhere that was sold out. I remember several years ago, in my first marriage. Not to be confused with my second marriage, uh, Pastor Ron and I were going to go see either Star Wars or close, some something we were going to go see, and we were fighting. Her brother was with us, tag along, and we were fighting. We got to the movie, and we were all separated. And then we all went to get a seat, and lo and behold, there weren't three seats. That, there weren't three seats together. I was mad. She was mad. Her brother, he didn't care. He just played the, the Nintendo game. And I remember. I remember that's the first time. I think I've ever been to something that was sold out every single seat. And then I remember several years later in our second second marriage, not to be confused with my first marriage, I remember the door opened for us to go to a um, Phil Driscoll concert. Right. There's a part of a, a Church of God conference. And I remember being one, uh, some, of the fr- some of the first few people to arrive, and, and we were ready to go into the concert. And it's like the the, the, the closer we got to the time of the concert, the more that people press against the doors. I don't know if you've ever felt like you could actually be trampled to death, but that was a that was a sold-out concert that I thought that we could be trampled to death. And, of course, you've always got the guys in authority, that that little position called authority, and they're not going to open that door one minute early, even though you're smashed up against the door and thousands of people are smashed up against you, and you're actually getting a little concerned. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever been to that kind of a sold-out. But, you know, e- either one of those, to me, that's not a good. That's not a good sold out. But then I look at the way that the youth were demonstrating their faith this past week and being sold out to God, sold out to Christ, sold out. Uh, I think uh, it was Dallas uh, Home that had the song turned on to Christ, or Sammy Hall. I'm sorry, Sammy Hall several years ago used to sing a song turned on to Christ, being committed to Christ, deciding to to follow Christ regardless of any of the other obstacles or personalities or hindrances or blessings. And so this morning, if this was Monday night at the camp, I'll be addressing a few probably that were sunburned. I'll be addressing probably, I'm sure you guys had an incredible worship service and praise and worship service the, the, the next few nights. I'm going to ask Austin to come and help me. I didn't get to be there for the camp. Uh, I did not get to make my famous homemade ice cream. I didn't get to fuss at anybody about being sunburned. I missed the whole week. But aren't you glad that God sent representation, that we can hear what went on, what to place, you know, you know, Austin, you love him with all your heart. It's a precious part of our church, this this camp. I just want him to share his heart, what God said to him or did for him or showed him during this past week.
1: The only disappointing pointing part of the entire week was your ice cream. Thank you. Is that we didn't thank get you. to have it. So. You know, every Wednesday, i got to say this real quick. Every Wednesday, there's an extra bowl of ice cream in the freezer for me whenever I come in on Thursday to do what I do. So thank you guys so much. Um My testimony is going to be basically is what us as leaders really experienced leading up to and going to camp. As, as leaders, our job is to, the way that we feel about God is what we want the youth to see. We want to see what, what it is that we have experienced in the past I've been to eight, nine youth camps, and every one of them has been absolutely amazing. And my goal for this entire week is, is literally to, to show the kids, to give them the opportunity to sell out to God, to completely give everything. And leading up to this camp, there were so many different times that we ran into a challenge uh, when we were planning or whatever, and it, was, it absolutely blew my mind of how we would run into a problem and within about 36 hours that problem was fixed it didn't matter at at one point we were talking about a thousand bucks that we needed and within 36 hours that was done we we had trouble with the van before we pulled out here within a couple hours it was taken care of financially everything I mean it just absolutely blew me away and to be sold out is to have that faith that God will always be there and he will always come through. And therefore, we didn't really, it, each and every one of these opportunities, we were like, wow, this is just too easy. This is absolutely too easy. But the reason is, is because we believe that God could do it. And we believe that everything leading up to this, when we arrived on Monday night, it. I believe it's because we have so much faith in him that, that he will always come through. When we arrived on Monday night, there was no warm-up period. There was no slow getting into worship. There was no, I mean, it was an immediate connection with God, and every one of the youth were completely just just full on, and it just it blew my mind because I, I just sat there, and instead of actually just jumping or, or going crazy, I just sat there and watched at the amazingness and the incredibleness of God that on Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, I, it was just an amazing connection that these kids really, really were wanting to be sold out and that everything that they are wanted to seek God and to see everything they could. They knew they only had three nights, and they didn't lose a second going for it. And that absolutely amazed me. And it was incredible. We had an absolute blast uh, the facility was amazing. I mean just every little thing and, and I know I'm going back to this, but it, it just just the amazingness of God is incredible. How He just provided time and time again. And that's because that's what we wanted. And the theme of the camp just absolutely played over and over and just came into play um, to make it incredible. So
0: Thank you, Austin. And, of course, behind the scenes, there was hours of preparation, hours of prayer, of uh, money spent, youth raised, all their – they did not take $1 from uh, the church finances. Everyone that went paid their own way. There wasn't any scholarships. And I – did I get a refund for that? I got to thinking. I, I paid a full. I paid a full. But I, think, I I like what Austin said. They knew they had three days to plug in, and so there wasn't a lot of time, you know, of, of – gal- 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 Say it again. Yeah, I don't know if that's the word. Ho- ho- lollygagging. There we go. There wasn't Whatever that word means, there wasn't a whole lot of that. And I think of, you know, some of the behind people doing that. Even, even this morning, as we go to brag and our youth camp, some of our campers are ministering to the children. Some of our campers are on praise and worship teams. So sometimes it's neat to see the youth of the church get to get away and have a blast and really touch God and not be intimidated by parents. Or not be intimidated by, it's just a, it's just some things that, 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 that parents sometimes are boring. And sometimes church leadership are all stuffy. But it's neat, you just go and touch God and feel God. And I, I didn't want to let this opportunity go by. Was there someone that was supposed to share their testimony last week and didn't get a chance? And you, you told yourself, you know, if there's an opportunity today, I'm going, to, I'm going to follow up on that. I have a testimony. Is there anybody? I don't want to leave anybody out. Okay, just want to make sure. Uh, when, when Austin uses the term that I have, I have sold out or we are sold out for Christ, I was thinking of that little chorus that we all sang surely at a camp or some kind of consecration service or some kind of spiritual emphasis week that simply says, I have decided to follow Jesus. I have, and those, I had four points and they, all those four points came from the verses of that song. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. And when I feel like the first opportunity is given in the word of God to follow Jesus is when there was a season of the right thing, the popular thing, and then the sovereign thing. And we know that God had used Moses to bring the people out of bondage 400 years into the promised land they were wandering about in the wilderness. They had some distractions. They had some detours. They had some dead ends, just some things did not go the way that they would planned for them to go. But there was a line drawn in the sand where it came time for people to make up their mind where they stood and make up their mind what they were going to do and how they were going to focus. And Joshua was the one that brought to our attention so well. He said, Choose you this day who you will serve, As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And I think about that statement that came from the mouth of Joshua because that was not just the right thing to do, but that was the sovereign thing to do. I think a lot of times we see God moving in our behalf and God moving in the midst of us, and it's kind of a a little nudge there. Do I stay where I'm comfortable? Or do I, go, do, I, do I get out on the edge a little bit? Do I step out a little bit of the provision that God has provided me, the protection God has provided me, and take a small step out of the nest? Most of you know that for the past several weeks, we've been using Deuteronomy 35 as our source of, of, of input. And that's simply where God is hovering over his nest. God is watching you. He's making sure there's no harm, there's no pain that can come your way. But he's also bringing you to a place where he wants you to be hungry but He wants you to reach out and sustain yourself. Stop depending upon the meat and the food from others. And so we have this nest, this precious nest that threes in there. And before the egg was hatched, mom took her her powerful beak and she ripped from her chest the soft down and she lined the inside of that nest with that soft down. And I think a lot of times that's where we find ourselves in serving the Lord. This is a safe place. This is a comfortable place. I'm I feel good here. I feel I feel like I fit in. I feel like this is where I need to be. This is what I need to start doing. And what will happen is that that mama eaglet, instead of flying by the nest and dropping the nest in your in your mouth, she will fly just within reach of the mouth and taunt you, or tempt you, or focus on that one little piece of meat that he, that she or he has in her in her, her grasp. Because mom and dad both realizes that you weren't born to survive in a nest. Josh, we were not we were not we will not survive in the nest because the rattlesnake is the number 1 enemy of the baby eaglet and mom and dad watch that nest protect that nest but they can't be there 24/7 like God can. And the, the mom turns her back, the dad turns her back, that that rattlesnake is going to eat that that eaglet, destroy that eaglet's life. But God has built in that eaglet the ability to soar the sky ability for him to hover over that that eaglet while that eaglet is making decision and I believe that a lot of us come to a place in our life where there's the popular thing and then there's the right thing and I don't want us to be overwhelmed this past week by the the, the decisions of the uh, Supreme Court it was not unanimous it was not it, the, the decisions made were not unanimous it was five to four it was tied that shows us that the whole world is not going to hell in a handbasket. There is still a remnant that says, this is wrong. And even though the state or the the, the nation can say, this is legal, this is lawful, we're still going to pray God's will. We're still going to pray God's purpose. We're going to pray God's plan. We're going to stand the song. That says, I'm going to stand for the right, shun the wrong, and do the right. I know the Lord will make a way. For me and we're we're going to stand in this place and we're going to, we're going to be where God wants us to be god is, God's word is very clear about marriage God is very clear about husband and wife. there's no way to get around it you, there's some things you cannot bend that's something that cannot be bent and I believe that god's word will prevail. The church has decisions to make obviously a lawsuit door is going to be open all over the nation when ministers refuse to do what they've been ordered to do by the Supreme Court. So we're all stepping into a, a touchy season, but there's again, there's the right thing and then there's the sovereign thing. And here's what happened and you know, God God was honoring Moses and God was using Moses, but they were only moving as fast as the congregation would move. They got to where they felt like there was a standstill in life because the people of God didn't want to go forward. They were they were satisfied with the meat and ramah from the, from the night and the morning. They were satisfied with their daily. They didn't see any reason to focus or build or anything or disturb anything. And it came to a place where there was a line drawn. There was definitely a spirit against the things of God. There was definitely a spirit against growth, there was definitely a spirit against moving forward. And in that battle where they were making decisions, Joshua said this, Choose you this day who you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And I believe if ever we've come to a place of compromise, ever come to a place where tradition and the things of the world can can step in and take over, this is one of those seasons. And this is one of those moments when we have got to stand straight and decide, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. Look at somebody say, no turning back. No turning back. I have borrowed this morning from Mark Batterson. Pastor Ron, who was with Mark Batterson in uh, Joni's Table Talk a few weeks ago. Uh, A great author, a great pastor, a great man of God. But he did some research here I have shared uh, with this congregation. But I want to share it again. When you talk about, I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back, no turning back. Then the next verse says, though all all forsake thee, finish it for me, still I will follow. Though all forsake thee, still I will follow. And here's Joshua making that decision. Choose you this day as you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And when I think about people that made a decision to serve the Lord, a generation that drew a line in the sand and stood behind that that line, it had to be the early church. It had to be the 12 disciples that Jesus walked with, talked with, ministered. They were in that shelter. Donnie, they were in that eagle's nest. They were surrounded by the favor and the love of God and the power of God. But all of a sudden, when, when God died, when Christ died and, and took up his place at Calvary, it became time for the church to wake up and for the church to be used. And sometimes we don't like maybe how the church wants to wake up or how the church wants to be used. But That's all God's plan, is it not? Though, though the world forsake him still I will follow the 12 disciples that you and I, we lovingly referred to around Christmas, sometimes around Easter, we'll f- reflect on the 12 disciples. I want to share with you a little bit about their decision to follow Christ and how it compares or how it equates or how it's parallel the decision that you and I have made today. Are you ready? Yes. Thank you, Pastor Ronnie. In AD 44, King Herod ordered that James the Greater be thrust through with the sword. He was the first of the apostles to be martyred, and so the bloodbath began. Luke was hanged by the neck from an olive tree in Greece. Doubting Thomas was pierced with pine spear, tortured with red-hot plates, and burned alive in India. In A.D. 54, the proconsul of the Hierapolis had Philip tortured and crucified because his wife converted to Christianity while listening to Philip preach. Philip continued to preach while on the cross, Matthew was stabbed in the back in Ethiopia. Bartholomew was flogged to death in Armenia. James I, the just, was thrown off the southeast pinnacle of the temple in Jerusalem. After surviving the 100-foot fall, he was clubbed to death by a mob. Simon the Zealot was crucified by a governor of Syria in 1872. Judas Statius was beaten to death with sticks in Mesopotamia. Matthias, who replaced Jesus Iscariot, was stoned to death and then beheaded. Peter was crucified upside down at his own request. John the Beloved is the only disciple to die of natural causes, but that's only because he survived his own execution. When a a cauldron of boiling oil could not kill him, Emperor Diaden exiled him to the island of Patmos, where he lived until his death in 95 A.D. Are we sure that we want to follow Jesus are we sure that's the purpose that's the point that's the destiny that God has placed before us aren't you glad today though the Lord is not asking us to be sacrificed asking us to be martyred he's not asking us to be destroyed but he's asking us to lay down our cross and live for him to allow his favor and flavor to be in our life and to be that light and dark place, to be that blessing. As we look at, you know, where when, when God called us from and to where God has us to be, I can't help but reflect on Hebrews, the 11th chapter. And as you, as you read that chapter, you'll find that early in their life, early in their heart, early in ministry, they had to make a decision what they were going to do. It came early for Abraham. It came early for Moses. It came early for Noah. that preposition was offered to them in when the tough time comes what are you going to do? You're going to follow Christ even though it means laying down your life or you can pursue the easy Christ pursue the things of the world. I have shared with this body several times the coffin ministry that years ago that when missionaries would accept their call to go to 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 uh they knew that when they left Marissa they probably wouldn't be coming back. They knew that there were no airplanes. There were no fast ships. Everything was by 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 the, by the slow boat. And what they would do is they would buy a coffin, and they would open that coffin, and they put their belongings, everything they owned, and they in that coffin would get on board the ship that they were sailing to, and there they would probably die. They probably would not return. And there was a missionary by the name of A.W. Kiln, K-I-L-N-E. The door opened for him to go to an island island off the off the New Zealand and it was actually a head hunter's island it was an island where they actually sacrificed people and ate people that was the way they they rolled and the door opened for him to go and he went packed everything he owned into a into a casket got there and actually lived 40 years with a with a a group that had no idea what was going to happen to him lived there 40 years and when he died they buried his coffin in the middle of the... And they put up a sign that said, When he first came, there was only darkness. When he left, there was only light. What a statement. What an attitude. What a, what a testimony. And I, I reflect upon that as we look around us, the cost for, for following Christ and the, the price for following Christ. We're sometimes not aware really how much God is using us until that journey's over. Until we're removed from it, we see how, how how we were involved, how we were part of the things of God. I remember a story told several, several years ago. And, guys, I will close with this if you have some uh, special music to play. But I remember the story of a, uh, a a young man actually went to college, went on to a, uh, I believe it was an Assembly of God college, went on and graduated in the area of missions. And the door opened for him to go to an, a, another island off the coast of South Africa and that 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 region had opened the door open ministry door for them to send a missionary so he goes he goes to spend his life in this island off the coast of, of South Africa when he got there Gerald he took all of his clothes everything he belonged into like a, a, a wood and he, he packed all this stuff in a wooden crate when he got to the place he was going to stay Josh he turned that wooden crate upside down dumped out his step his stuff went to the middle of the village Put that crate in the middle of that village and stood on that crate and began to talk about Jesus. Every day. Same crate, same spot, same story. Day after day after day, week after week after week, year after year after year. Five years of sharing the story of Jesus, not seeing any growth, not seeing any 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 restoration, not seeing any 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 decisions for Christ. He felt like that God was done with him. So he made the, the, the correct application how to get a request to America for them to say, you know, the big ocean liner for him to come and, and to be taken back to the States because he, he felt like God was done. And so sure enough, that ship pulled in on that, that, that day of, of their arrival and they lured down that gangplank and staff came off the ship and they, they met this missionary and they said, we have come to take you home. We're here to take you home. So the very same stuff that he came with, he loaded back in that box, Wendy, took that crate, carried it on, on the wharf of that ship, and put it on the on the deck there, and they they began to raise the plank, begin to begin to pull up all the ropes, and were starting to sail away. And as that man stood there, Marissa, five quality years of his life he had given to this this island. No no salvations, no responses, nothing. He was holding on to the rail and he was looking through the through the obviously. Maybe some tears. Maybe felt like he'd wasted his life, wasted some time. But, but Chris, as he looked through the tears, he saw there was this elderly gentleman running alongside the ship, parallel to the ship, and trying to keep up with the ship, ship as it was trying to sail off away from that port. And as he looked, this old man, this old man saw him, looking at him and said, Missionary, missionary, would you say his name just one more time? And the missionary thought, just say his name one more time. And the missionary shouted, his name is Jesus. And the old man said, missionary, no one will ever say his name again. Will you say his name just one more time? And he said, his name is Jesus. And all of a sudden, they pulled away from that coast. That missionary went, went to where the captain was. His captain, I want you to take me back to that island. God's not done with me. The captain said, I don't understand. The only reason we came this was to pick you up and take you back to the States. He said, I thought God was done with you. He said, I thought God was done with me too, but there's one there that wants to hear his name. And as long as there's one, God is not done with me. As every head is bowed, every eye is closed. I have decided to follow Jesus. Though all forsake thee, still I will follow. The cross before me, the world behind me. No turning back, no turning back. This morning, as God has led us to a season of praise and worship and a season of His Word, a brief word this, this morning, just kind of letting us know where we are. We have decided to follow Christ. We really want our life to be significant. We want our life to be enduring. We want our life to be a stop sign for many. Let us realize how valuable your message is in our heart and spirit. Let us cling to that. Let us reach to that. Let us hold to those, those facets of our faith, those precepts that you have determined. Holy and precious. Let them be holy and precious to us. And no matter what the world says, no matter what the Supreme Court says, no matter what politicians say, we have decided to follow you and there is no turning back in the name of Jesus. If you believe that, give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning as God has blessed us in our in our praise and our worship and all the great things that are happening. Thank you for allowing me to stand before it Notice I didn't fall down. And I didn't give you my three-step diet. So... Maybe we'll get that a little later on in the week. Want to give you a chance to sow in the kingdom of God. We bring God's tithe, our offering, in the storehouse. I like what Pastor Ronald said about how simple God made things. Just you know, just a we, we take a zero and add it to a dime or tithe. But our our offering, there is no really set amount that God suggests or God recommends. There are several different offerings in the Bible where opportunities were given to give. But I think your offering, just something from your heart, just something that you feel inclined you want to do you want to be a part you want to be a purpose to that it allows us to do some steps as you notice there are groceries in the lobby you know we're constantly giving food away we're constantly helping people with different things I got a from a um, Scott oh Scott it was from uh, it was from the, j- the jail cell just asking that God would pray for Laura and her children does anybody know who that might be? A Laura with with some children that's connected to Scott. It's funny. Just there was just it was a letter in the mail to Church of the Harvest from somebody in jail. Just please pray for my family and pray that my friend she would get off drugs and pray they come back. You know what? God honors that. God honors that effort he made. He had to get a stamp. He had to get an address. He had to take the time to write it. He, he wrote some things on the outside, which which lets, lets us know that it's it's simple hearts tender for things of God. And so we encourage him in our weekly prayer this week that God would touch that jail cell, whatever's going on there. Uh, so I'll, I'll remember the last name, and maybe Wednesday night some of the Hope House girls will know. Could he act like that we must know who this person is, but I don't, uh, Laura Bing or something like that, so we'll find out who that might be. If you, you know, offering envelope with your hand, and Pastor Todd will serve us, and Courtney. Oh, Courtney's just standing back there. Okay, not, not Courtney. Wasn't it good to have Chris home today, everybody everybody, where they where they needed to be, the drums, the, the bass, incredible how Josh has managed, managed to play three instruments at the same time. That is that is a milestone at Church of the Harvest. We need to get those harmonica things that comes over his mouth because he could be doing that too. I see one more. Hey, we love you with the love of the Lord. Hug a neck, shake a hand, be blessed, love somebody that somebody love on you. God bless.